right, what's going on, guys? It is time for another episode of the Chasing Waypoints podcast. And, well, we are back, and this time around, we've got a few guests in the uh, in the Adventure Taco Studios. If you guys read the title, you know who we're talking to. We've got the Baja Rally crew here giving us some updates on what is coming up in early October. And we're absolutely excited. Got a lot... A lot to share. It's been a while since we've had these guys on, and it'd be good to catch up and talk a little bit. So I'm absolutely excited to have them on here. I'm not going to do a long-winded intro because we've got a lot of stuff going on. They're getting ready to head south of the border and do some shakedown stuff. So with that being said, let's uh, turn the party down a little bit and bring these guys on board. First, first and foremost, and to my left, you guys can't see it, but it is going to be none other than Gasman. Gasman, you there? Yeah, how we doing? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Next at bat, the man, the myth, the legend, Scotty Bloom. What's happening, Victor? Great to be back here with you. Great to be back here in the in the studio. Nice. And then, of course, last but not least, we have Danny Saragossa. What is going on? Turn that party down. And then joining us remotely from the middle of note from Lost in Baja headquarters, Mauricio? Yes. Yes, I'm here though. Nice. Are at, the, at the Baja house. Okay. You are, you are at the headquarters, Mountown. That's correct. <laughs> Very nice. Well, guys, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Excited Thank you. to have you guys all here. All right. So... Let's talk. I'm, I was trying to figure out, like, we're all out front. I'm like, how are we going to even get this started and talk about, like, all right, what's coming up and all that stuff? So I figured the most interesting thing happening right now, at least in my book, the elephant in the room, is we're all waiting for possibly the first hurricane that may actually hit San Diego as a Category 1. And this has been big. Scotty, you nailed this years ago uh, when I was still at Baharal. You said it's, every, it's a cycle. Every few years... A hurricane somehow finds its way all the way up the peninsula and 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 it wreaks absolute havoc so i i, I want to start with that i mean this is i think that's a very big thing we're we're how many weeks away from the rally for less than four weeks five weeks five weeks so well we scheduled yeah so we scheduled our shakedown it's our you know like um traditional dress rehearsal right it's a simulation so we're trying to verify the stages and also just um, operate new systems uh, live checkpoint scoring uh, live tracking Um, so we have there's a group of 10 of us scheduled to go out this Monday and it just happens to be the hurricane is supposed to Hurricane Hillary it's funny about how they name hurricanes whether it's a cyclone or a hurricane whether it's in the southern Hemisphere, the northern hemisphere, but there's like a pattern for how they name hurricanes. They, I think they're going backwards in the in their female if they're on the Pacific, yeah, and their male names if they're on, some. There's some like code, right? There's some there, code. There's to a method to it, yeah. Um, right. But the on this one, so mm-hmm. we have a Odile, Odile or Odile, uh, Odile uh, in 2014 came up to. The coast destroyed everything yeah. um, to, in, as far as the race course goes. 2018, it was Rosa. And then four years later, in the, the four-year cycle in 2022, last year was K. So this one, 
I just hate to burst your bubble. It's not going to be a hurricane when it hits landfall. It's not going to hit San Diego. It's not yeah. going to break the the record unless something, because we're watching it really closely because we're supposed to drive right into it. And then what is there going to be four inches of rain in our Valle de los Sirios, the area that we're conducting the Baja rally in five weeks, you know, that's a uh, concern, but we're actually lucky that the first thing is hitting right now so that we can go take a peek at it mm-hmm. right after the first one. But Everything I'm looking at, I'm looking at windy.com, also NOAA, and also resources where other people are sharing it on online. Um, and we're looking at two inches of rain total for the next okay. five days and then nothing after that. And max winds that we're seeing uh, in El Rosario in the red part, 50, it's 40 knots, you know, 50, 60 mile an hour gusts is the most that seeing forecast for that thing so okay um it might not be all it's cracked up to be okay yeah i think that's uh they're starting here we're, we're starting to see it everybody i'm seeing it on all the local groups up here you know san diego hold on you know here we go you know i just throw out the anchors i just got a text from my stepsister hey are you guys okay with hillary so it's hurricane hillary so i, so I texted her back the, are we talking about the candidate or are we talking about the storm hey hey guys uh, on on the um, on the mexican side it's uh, the the governor of mexico his office is in mexicali and she's like mexicali is closing for classes they just canceled two of the biggest events for Fiesta de la Vendimia. These 5,000 people events uh, are, are canceled. So Airbnbs are canceling. Everything's like shutting down here in Ensenada. And it hasn't even hit a, I, don't I mean, it's still it's like 2,000 kilometers. Yeah. No, it's like yeah. 2,000 kilometers away. But I mean, it's going to be hard at, at, at the end with winds and water. But I agree, I don't think it's going to destroy anything, and I don't think it's going to make it that far north. But what, what's true is that we are going to chase that hurricane on vehicles and on motorcycles. That's the exciting part, that we have to do it. So that's the, the thing, that we have the shakedown, and then we have this thing. So we're going to meet Mr. Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> meet, meet him half. Uh, Mrs. Hillary. Yeah. Mrs. Hillary, yeah. Might have been correct. Oh yeah, they 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 don't. Uh, never mind. We, we're not going to get into the pronoun conversation. <laughs> Interchangeable now. But yeah, it's, it's excited to have all the pack, uh, most of the pack, because uh, Danny won't be able to, but most of the pack to come south and and do this shakedown. It's going to be a uh, one that we will remember because of this thing. Um, but yeah, uh, Scotty has everything done, ready. Motorcycles are ready. Uh, I, I don't know. It just feels very good to be down again on, on a wet surface, right? So big news for Baja Rally is bringing in personnel, human resources. <clears throat> so you have Willem Avenant as the competition director, the sporting director, mm-hmm. and David Pearson, um, you know, the Dakar guy, David yeah. Pearson, oh, yeah, popular yeah. in the rally and adventure world as the uh, director of technical uh, inspection scrutineering, so the chief scrutineer guy. So those two guys who are stakeholders, who's, is there someone like... Uh, I think Mao's shuffling books. Is someone playing like uh, air hockey over there? Just doing dishes or something. Okay, got it. Thanks. Um, 
Uh, but having David Pearson, Willem Avenant come in as stakeholders, and now they're going on this shakedown ride to get on bikes and actually ride all of the stages. All of the road books are done, and we're using Rally Comp, Rally Comp uh, device and timing and scoring. And now with you know live uh, checkpoint scoring that's visible as they go through. It takes about two minutes, and then live uh, public tracking. You know, yeah. the new tracker thing. So having David Pearson and Willem Avenant in our team, in our circle, and also out on the stages as riders. Mm-hmm. And now Andy Gast, the starter, you know, here with us uh, tonight, having him out on a bike as well with four riders going for five days, testing everything but the last stage. But they all become stakeholders and they all now are invested and they all have like this seniority or it's like a, um, you know, a, a brownie button, mm-hmm. a sparky badge, you know, that you are, <laughs> that you're like, uh, you know, can make decisions and help put input about decision-making, you know, in a crisis or anything that uh, comes down extraction stuff. The more people that know the course, uh, you know, the better it is and the, and the less pressure it, it puts on the one, two people. Yeah. And, and something important note for the, for those playing the home game, the, the whole verification thing, is a big deal. Uh, that's something that I've known with with Baja Rally, working hand in hand with Rally Comp has always been that is constantly checking the routes. You ride the route several times, testing constantly, testing it with the Rally Comp to ensure the the quality of the route. That's a, I think that's one of the things that's very like I like that about the Rally. Yeah, it, it takes a question mark out of it. It's like pre running, but competitors can't. But all you have is a roadbook as a competitor, so you want that roadbook to be spot on. You want the when the roadbook says there's supposed to be a waypoint there, you're expecting the rally comp to go off. So I think that that you know you have more people. You have Willem Avenant. I mean, what he's done two roadbooks. He said sarcastically. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah he's a rookie, right? <laughs> he did yeah, two right. today. Yeah, so, two today. That's it. So you're. You know, I've I've said it to you before that when we're working together and a, a bunch of times that. Oh, and in order to make a road book, you need to you know, get out there on the course and do that. And I got to tell you, I'm kind of getting older and things are, I'm changing my tune. Part of it is the technology from Rally Navigator app and yeah. also some updated uh, Google Earth images are making it a lot easier to work from home, mm-hmm. develop something. And before putting racers on it, I could put Andy Gast out there with the Rally Comp and, you know, with his speed and his average speed you know it's not like he's going to go impale himself on a cordon yeah. cactus or something but um it's i'm just changing my tune a little bit actually rally navigators come a long way yeah the new desktop version with the maps and everything that they're doing is it seems a lot easier to use i remember when we were down having to do liaisons and having to do last minute changes Cell service. It's getting easier and easier to do it so we can make a better course. And then these guys can go out and test it. I can go supervise and, and watch them and in the process also make a, you know, a, um, a spectacular, you know, finale stage, you know, while we're down there. But things are, you know, it's changing a little bit. Um, having those guys come to the table, though, it's getting more people and it takes it. So it's not just one or two people that are that are behind the, the, the route. Mm-hmm. So it's good to just bring all yeah. you guys in. Yeah. I have all that. So gas. Yeah, man. Are you excited to go run some routes? Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to get down there and run some routes. And it's been, you know, something I've wanted to do is put a rally kit on my bike for a long time. Cause I did some good desert experience, but to have the opportunity to ride with Willem and David 
And I really like the idea of testing out the road book, you know, cause it's, it's just really important. And I haven't put together too many road books, but I like the idea of getting out there doing it to identify things better than doing it. Google earth or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be really fun. And I'm hoping the hurricane keeps the temperatures down and adds some hero dirt. Cause that was the original concern is the heat for all the days. Yeah. I can imagine the hero dirt too. So Andy, you know, you are the starter. Yes. So your designated role is you're the guy that's going to be at the start line and almost all the days too at the finish line. Yes. When the guys, when the racers, the athletes come in after the day. And so that you will have been out and had ridden every mile or every part of the stage course that you're in a position to ask, you know, Tony Palandrani or whoever else crossing the finish line you can ask him what how what did you think about the coast or what did you think yeah. about the hill climb or yeah. you can relate to him a little bit more and yeah. um and you could tell him hey i, I didn't want to say anything at the start line because you know i wanted it to be a surprise but yeah i'm really looking forward to that part and uh you know being able to you know talk more in depth about it and have a better knowledge of the whole course is going to be really exciting and fun to see the looks on people's faces and everything and and know what they went through and see who comes through scratched up and who doesn't you know be fun right do you guys want to talk about that new checkpoint thing oh so i, and, and I would just want to add i would just want to add like uh this the, the starter and uh, andy is like the only one who who starts and, and writes the course which is great every any none of the starters of any race they go through, but Andy will this this time. So that's that's golden right there. Yeah. So so anybody listening that's going to run the rally, no, you cannot have any information from from Andy Gast. We're on a strict no. You're going to be sequestered. They will only see you at the start line. So, so I shouldn't put my PayPal information out there yet. <laughs> We've tickle tested them already. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to do no, some torture it's, testing. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. But yeah, I like I like the idea of keeping it. Uh, a real good secret because I want people to have the same experience and you know that's the beauty of rally you're not just chasing ribbons as fast as you can go you got to really think yeah and um, what on a bike what looks like a good line that might not be the line that Scotty wanted us to take so you really got to focus and turn off some of that other stuff and really follow the road book it's like when they tell you to go take the motorcycle test at the DMB it seems like all whoever rode it never actually rode a motorcycle Right. <laughs> right. So the first thing they tell you is forget everything you know about riding a motorcycle. Right. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, and, that's and a very good. You pass it, forget everything that you that you learned in order to pass it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and that brings up, I mean, and that that's a very good point. It's, it's you getting into his mind and Scotty's mind about how he designs the road books and the lines that he likes to take, his style of riding, what kind of areas that he's going to take you into and, and figuring that out. Right. Yeah. And I, I've heard you talk about that before, too, that knowing who wrote the road book helps. Mm-hmm. So in this case, you know, uh, what do we say? Beetlejuice wrote the did the road book and we'll see what happens. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, you know, like that Scotty told me that in rally school the first time. Like if you did some desert racing, things like that, turn all that off and forget about it. Mm-hmm. And I heard it and it I lasted about five minutes till I saw the first sand wash straight away. And then, you know, I was gone and missed you know, two two checkpoints, two turns, whatever. Yep. But it's such a bitchin' route. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. So something new for this year that is for Baja Rally at the finish line of every special. When a racer comes in and they stop racing, 
typically it's going to be at the end of the special stage. The finisher, Andy, or someone in his staff is there with a, 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 a time, asking for the rider's time card. They mm-hmm. stop, you know, check in. They take a picture of his rally comp. The, the rider still has to take a liaison to go in there, but Andy is with the rider, look, signs their, their time card, and hands it to a medical person right next to Andy. So Andy hands it to Donnie Reddington. She then asks the rider two questions. How was your day today? Oh, I don't know. It was fine. It was great. Whatever. Oh, it sucked. Oh, I had a really bad day today. Oh, it was great, man. It was the best day ever. Cool. And then do you do in, did you fall or do you have an injury to report? That's it's a yes or no question. And while she's asking these questions, mm-hmm. somebody else, a second person, is going around the bike, looking at the fenders, looking at the wheels, looking at the helmet, at the visor, looking at the bar guards. Any sign of the bike falling down, any sign of the bike getting jacked up, the rider's clothes. And we just want to see if visual inspection if someone's crashed. Yeah. Like from learning from David Pearson and Paul Neff and a few other examples, Mm -hmm. we found out that serious racers, when they crash in the middle of a stage, they're not coming into the finish line and posting on their Instagram that they crashed. They're not like broadcasting. They don't want to tell anybody. Mm -hmm. They don't want the other competitors to know that they have a bummed elbow or wrist shoulder and they don't really want to come and report it to the staff that yeah i had to get off in fourth gear or i fell off the bike in fourth gear but i'm okay Mm -hmm. see everyone is okay when you're on adrenaline right and so we found that riders will conceal that they've crashed and so we just want to see if you've crashed and then that way we can if you need to get more heavily checked out we, we can yeah that's all brand new yeah I think that, I mean, that that's a really good move. And and not only that, but, you know, just asking the questions. I mean, something as easy as, you know, how was your day? If it turns into this, like, yeah, you're okay. <laughs> Come on over. Let's talk about this. We're going to have a seat and put an IV on you because obviously, I mean, heat exhaustion. I mean, there's there's a lot of things. And I mean, the rallies in October, the temperatures are usually, I mean, the weather is usually really bitching. But that doesn't exclude it from being a hot day and somebody not hydrating properly. And I mean, it, it could, there's just a number of things that could go wrong. And so I think that that's really good. You know, we, having that kind of checkpoint, having somebody that's going to be asking. And, and Donnie, I mean, knows, I mean, she's been, how long has she been with Baja Rally now? I mean, since 16. Yeah. So, I mean, she knows the racers. They all know her. A lot of them have seen her ride or, you know, they've been caught by her they've passed her they you know they they see them out there so it's cool to have a familiar face and doing that i think that that's a really good idea i think that's really awesome and as a practitioner she is extra uh level high level trained in uh in concussions and head uh disease tbis that type of thing you know trauma mm-hmm. trauma um which is what we're looking for we're looking for concussions and um just anything to uh maintain a, and keep a safe keep our safety record intact. Well, the other side of concealing is, is people don't understand sometimes when you, when you have a serious drop, when you have a serious accident, it's really difficult to know whether you're actually hurt or not, you know? And sometimes we feel absolutely fine, especially shock, things like that. You just, you just don't make the right decisions. So having somebody who can really look at you in the eye, ask you the right questions, inspect you and make sure that 
it's kind of out of your hands. You know, make sure that somebody who really knows what they're looking at is able to spot the things that you're not going to spot even in yourself. Yeah. You know, so even though we're good at, at checking ourselves sometimes, it's or so we say. We feel fine <laughs> yeah. a lot of the times. We're like, "Whoa, did you just notice your arm fell off?" Oh yeah, but you know, it's. I mean, it's, well, same thing. You crash a bike when you're in a race mode. You don't really realize until later on, right? Where you know you get out of your gear or something, or, and all of a sudden you can't lift your arm. Or that's right. you know, that's right. God knows I've taken enough soil samples that it's uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, you don't know right away. Right. You're in race mode. You get up and you take off because the adrenaline's going and everything and. And you can stay that way for however long, and then all of a sudden you realize it later. So we're going to try to knock some of that out, catch it early. I think it's a great move. So, so they talk about people who take a soil sample. It's like when you crash and you basically get take some soil away from the earth and you take it with you on your jacket, like on your elbow. But what about when you leave a soil sample? <laughs> uh, I haven't done that one yet. <laughs> it's It's part of... Cross pollination of dirt and clays and things like that. I think maybe that's the I don't know. Natural course. Yeah, everything is just taken as natural. (laughs) You guys have that well too thought out for some reason. (laughs) Probably different conversation. I've heard. I've heard. Yeah, we've all heard. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes. So, (laughs) and I now what uh, what do you guys have in store for us? Have you guys been planning this all all year? Getting ready. How how are things looking? It's it's looking great. It's just um, I don't know the formula that we did previous of of having Sankentina as our base. It's happening to work very good first for the road that they are fixing. Uh, it's taking forever as any construction in in Mexico or at least in Ensenada. So skipping that thing without planning, it's great. So we will meet all the people in Sankentin. And uh, the staff at the hotel is great. Everything they're waiting for us there is the, it's like a it's like going back to the family. And just the the response this year of the entries, how early were they confirming and and paying and 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 just confirming that's the best thing so we can picture how it's going to look the event. Just where we have the the numbers of the rooms that the, the participant is going to stay, everything's super dialed in. So, I mean, we got the permit again for Semarnat last week. Can you explain that a little so, bit? Yeah, what's I I forget what Semarnat is. Semarnat, it's the office of the the biggest environmental office, the federal environmental office. So it happens that when you are doing any type of activity. In the Valle de los Sirios, which is, let's say, uh, 30 minutes from El Rosario checkpoint, mm-hmm. uh, all the way to Guerrero Negro, to the half of the peninsula, that's the super pristine area that is restricted for any activity. So if you go on a ride, if you go on a friend's ride, if you go if you make an off-road event, if you want to put a mine or a hotel or anything that it's on that piece of land, you need to, to comply certain requirements, which is a long list. And since the beginning, uh, we we're, were trying to do it until we got it five, four years, five years ago. And 
it's a long process, but it just actually is going and counting how many coyote shits are there and road runners and, and what the face of the, in October, if they are flowering, the plants are flowering, if tarantulas are there. So it's just a lot of, uh, uh, data that we need to recover with the hand of a uh, department of biologists. And basically the government tell you, yes, you can do the event or no, but you have to do this to reduce the risk of uh, harming the environment. So that's, that's why the Valle de los Sirios is very precious because they are taking care of it. And you can, you can have a mine of something. There's a mine, there's a marmol mine, but they also have to comply with a lot of things. Okay. So, the, I mean, that... But that's somewhere not. Yeah. Got it. So it's like in, in our side of the world, it's the Department of Forestry, EPA. Environment... Yeah, EPA. Environmental Protection, Protection Agency. Agency. And so, I mean, that's, uh, that's huge. I mean, yeah. what... How big of an undertaking, you know, when, when Mao says, when you say Mao, you have to survey the area... Like, I mean, how, I'm, how would you even go there? I mean, the route has to stay more or less secret. You can't run it a bunch of times. I mean, that's just, I can't imagine the undertaking that that is to document that kind of stuff. You need to go after the race, you need to take the GoPros and go through the, through the course and take the evidence of what harm you did. Of course, in my opinion, we do zero harm uh, because we don't have this, big cars, there's no pre-running, there is no chase trucks, there's no spectators, which is the number one, uh, 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 I don't know, uh, threat. Yeah, uh, there's no fires, there's no, no, there's, there's nothing. So it's already a ecological trip without being super tree huggers or, or just not pushing to that super end, but it's already a, an event that it takes and respects the nature a lot. And even the, the average speed um, is lower. I mean, you need to you need to really be focusing on the environment more than your GPS uh, screen, which we don't have. So it basically, the Baja Rally or the Rally Roadbook Navigation, it pushes you to, to admire the nature. So that's something that I really like about this event. That that no thing particularly beautiful thing, yeah. keeping keeping the numbers yeah. the numbers down and and in those areas you really do have to pay attention. I think you guys will, there's uh, the cactus, the choyas down there that yeah, <laughs> exactly nobody will want that. Don't go off course, but until you've had those things in you, yeah. you that you pull them out, it's um, everybody has to go through it, you know. But you get them; it happens once. You can make a barrier where you just are smart enough to know don't get stung again. Don't pick up one of those. <laughs> those things are the size of a toothpick. And, um, Fact or fiction. Will they pierce a handguard? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not There's messing around. I saw the video where the branch, the tree branch goes through the guy's foot. Oh yeah. The one that's just been recently circulating. Yes. yes. Yeah. How do you call that? Did they, I heard that. The uh, the Americans, Americans. I mean, the, yeah, the English they call it jumping choyas or jumping yeah, something. They call yeah. it the jumping cactus, jumping which cactus. is it's a myth. But jumping cactus. 
It's not There's a myth. Yeah, feels like that actually jumps out. It's not but, a myth, but it sticks to you so easily that that's what it feels like. Well, it's and, not a myth if you write bonus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Uh, <laughs> It's one of those. Uh, it's one of those things that, yeah, it, it, I, I agree with Scotty. Like it, you watch the the videos from like uh, Cameron Steele, Rip Takawa. You all see all this. Everybody talks about these things and and how big a deal these choyas are. And and the, so, if you needed a reminder to watch your manners, your trail manners, it's either going to be the road book that tells you because you get lost and you miss something, or it's going to be the Choyas because, well, that's that's part of their job down there, I guess. As the lead for the safety trucks, I'm constantly yelling, arms inside, arms <laughs> inside. It, it throbs. It, 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 two or three days into it, it just throbs. You know, you can feel your heartbeat. You can just count your pulse. It's like a Fred Flintstone when he hits his head on the... And he gets like a bump, a hematoma, and it's like boom, boom. Yeah. It's like five inches above his head, pulsating. <laughs> oh man, that's got to be bad. All right, so we we know we know San Quintin uh, as one of the bivouacs. Uh, wh- where else are we going for for bivouacs? Well, we're going to be having San Quintin. Go, Danny. You, you, no, no, you go. take it. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're I, where, where do we all, where's our headquarters, right? Catavina. I mean, to me, the most beautiful place on the planet is Catavina. That's where our headquarters is, and we absolutely enjoy everything that is Catavina, whether it's north, east, south, or west. <laughs> we sure as hell enjoy being in Catavina. So, so we're gonna we have our bivouac in Catavina for a couple nights, and then we're gonna be rolling down to Bay of LA. Okay. Um, and Bay of LA uh, last year. Funny story with what's coming right now is we had the storm last year and the storm actually ended up chase, chase, changing a part of the course last year because we had to make adjustments last minute. And thank God for, you know, Savior Scotty, who actually goes out there and, and, and ran a lot of these things literally days before so that we knew that there weren't major obstacles on the course all over the place. So that was a that was a really big it's it's a kind of a flashback here. We are kind of ahead of it this time. And what I have in my head is, yeah, we have this guy coming, but we have we might have something else coming within a couple of weeks of now, which would be very similar of what happened last year, where we had a couple of storms roll. We don't usually have summer storms up here. And and if the waters are warm enough, we have kind of that El Nino factor, then yeah, those storms end up coming all the way up and giving us a lot of rain. Whether that rain is going to be heavy and sit because the waters are warm enough to keep them in the middle of the peninsula, then that that could be a whole different thing. Or whether they keep moving north, which is what I'm praying for. They keep moving north. Things are going to slow down. They're going to cool off and we're going to get some rain here. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be bad up here because we don't, I mean, God, thank God Scotty was able to, you know, really clean it up last year because it was something that we were nervous about. We were getting so close to to race day and there's nothing you can do about it. These storms keep coming and hopefully this is the only one that comes, but I doubt it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we still, well, I mean, five weeks out. So I mean, that, that, you know, it's almost like, I don't want to say it, but it almost feels like it's perfect timing. It is perfect timing. It is. It is. If it's the only one, it's perfect timing. Yeah. So thank God, because it's, you know, not only that, we're, you guys are going to be, we're not going to be moving much dust. So yeah. we all love to ride after rain, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah. And even a little bit of rain that we had during the race last year was just enough to have a few little rivers run and things like that. But it was beautiful. It was a, it was a blessing in disguise as opposed to a, an issue, right? I mean, it was a great experience as opposed to the other way around. Yeah. So I have this theory about 
if you imagine a, a dirt road down in Baja, just imagine like a, not a, a, a traveled every day, kind of like a neighborhood community road, but just think of like a score course of like a two track uh, road, something like what we do down on the coast. Now, it, and then it's kind of beat up. It's not perfect road. Now, a huge storm comes and a lot of water moves all at one time. It gets G outs and washouts and it really jacks the road up, right? And that's in, if you ride on that a week or two after it, it's like, man, this storm did a lot of damage to the road. And you think to yourself, it will never get any better than it was last week, or it'll never get any better than it was before this last storm. Right. But I have this theory that over time, a year, with on the especially the coast of Seven Sisters, wind and and not a lot of use of not a lot of traffic, a lot of uh, fishermen or a lot of trucks and you know daily traffic, and regular rain, regular cycles of rain is going to actually make the road better. It's going to fill it out. in. It smooths it, smooths it in. Them wind out. comes in and fills in some stuff with dirt and wind and sediment kind of fills in some holes. The uh, regular rate, regular rain will do that as well, and different uh, patterns. It's just that sudden torrential rain, flood, storm. A lot of water moving, rocks and stuff are moving out of the way that really jacks it up. Mm-hmm. But when you go through it, it's like I imagine this will never be any better. But then the next summer, you go back and wow. some of those hazards <laughs> we had, they're they're yeah. now filled in. They're filled in by local traffic filling them in. But yeah. just a theory. Well, I mean, in that, you know, it, I've seen, I, you know, I was there for the, the Rosa and the three, I mean, it literally was, it, it was a trio of storms that literally wiped out pretty much half the stages, if and not like more 14 bridges, 14 bridges from San Felipe to Chapala. Yeah. It's 14 big highway bridges. Yeah. And, and that was a, a section of highway they had literally just finished. And then it came and basically erased everything. Erased everything. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. what's going to happen. Now, this week on Sunday, what's going to, the thing about Mauricio was saying in Mexicali, the governor of Baja, California, the woman who, the governor, first woman governor, uh, I think, um, is they're shutting Mexicali down. Oh, they should, because on that side, they're going to get four or five inches suddenly, and it's going to be, you know, a problem. Not so much on the wind, the hurricane part, but San Felipe. Uh, Mexicali looking at a lot of damage and looking at a lot of, um, you know, water coming fast. Matomi wash, Matomi wash or Azufre, uh, Guanajuato, Guanajuate, Guanamote and Chanate. Those, some of those washes are subject to getting uh, washed out and maybe Justin Strong and the Bajo Oasis crew are keeping an eye on it because, uh, it's already, Yep. Already uh, just saw news news that where the windmills are in, in San Felipe Road. Before entering west to east, there's this wash that where the some races goes through. And that's already full of sand and has broken the road already. San Matias. Uh, Rains over yeah, there. As, as now, yeah. As, oh, so- that was right now. So San okay, so San Felipe San Matias area is already getting getting rain then? Yeah, road damage. Or road damage. Okay. So it, so in those playing the home, that's right. the road that connects uh the town of Ensenada over to the San Felipe side area. And that's the road that's at the very bottom of the hills. 
So, yes. I mean, this is, it, it, this is going to be interesting. I mean, it, it's in the end, I think what it's going to play a part is like what part, you know, we, we talked about fires. We talked about, they talk about this in hurricanes and, and tornadoes that it's almost like they pick houses when they go through a neighborhood. And I feel like this could be something similar is yeah. the storm may be very strong at the foothills in this particular section. And it might wreak havoc downwind of that or downwash of that. But right. But it may leave other parts pristine and it may just like somebody went out and gave it the right amount of watering just to give you the hero dirt. And, you know, this is an interesting development. It's going to be great for writers. It's the Sierra, the 11,000 foot San Pedro Martir Sierra. Sierra. So you have this range, this mountain range, that's 11,000 feet at the highest point. Let's call it like eight, 8,000 foot like range. So the hurricane smashes into that from the west, and it basically that stops the hurricane in its tracks. But while that hurricane part is getting stopped, the center of it is hitting it. It just drops everything right on the Sierra. And so mm-hmm. what goes off the east side of that is what is going to drain and drench the washes, like San Matias, what he was talking about, uh, Guanamate or Chanate, mm-hmm. Guatemala, and then and Matomi as Matomi. Yeah, and so, I know. There's it, there's so many washes down there. It's it's Those hard. The to, big four, but the big you know, four, yeah. And and the Sea of Cortez is cooking hot. So yeah, you get you, as soon as that storm kind of jumps over the mountain, you're going to get a lot more water. I mean, it's just it's going to keep absorbing a lot more water. I mean, it's just incredible what it's what that hot water will bring. I, what I'm scared about is if if it jumps over. There's actually people in Sonora watching what's happening because if that thing decides to take a turn hard, oh, right cross. Middle, Cross the peninsula before it gets. If it goes across and it's, you know, goes right over Bay of LA and heads over to Sonora, that's hot water and just restarts again. Yeah. So that's a really scary thing that we're looking at. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Somebody, somebody knows that better than, I mean, you guys know that better than me is it. Do they, do these storms favor warmer water or colder water? No, no, hot water. I mean, the, the, the reason that they're even around is, is the hot water. So it starts, started south of Los Cabos, right? And it, and it hits some of the cold water from the continent, and it goes from the warm water in the ocean, and then you start getting the hurricane coming in, the, or the tropical depression. The reason it gets so big is the heat of the water from the ocean. So the Pacific's really hot right now, and it just starts heading up. And the reason why it's going to be a tropical storm by the time it gets here, as opposed to a hurricane, is that we have cooler waters. So that's the fuel. Without hot water, the fuel runs out. So that's what we're praying for is as it comes up the hill. It's going to get much smaller. Yeah, we're, we're back. All right. So let's talk about. All right. We, we know the weather's going to be a thing. You guys are doing a shakedown. We've got rally comp full swing. Sounds like we've got a few new features. I got a, I got about you guys can't see at home, but I got about two millimeters worth of information from Mike. I mean, just very, very quick tidbits in a 30 second conversation we had that I guess there's a new some new features you guys are testing out uh, live scoring customer or uh spectator facing tracking uh so some exciting stuff yep so uh spectator facing tracking live tracking that you know it's critical now that we uh we have the basis for a really great competition with baja rally a great you know world-class possibility but it needs to have a high caliber of um of you know competitive legitimacy with scores, with results, they're there, they're available. There's no confusion. It's just legit. Part of that is all the work beforehand, making sure everything's smooth. So there's no, oh, 
breakdowns in the in the coding of the roadbook or the rally comp so that we can deliver a good score. And then the second thing is spectators at home, you know, just looking at times, that's not cutting it, but having a, a, a satellite view tracking system that shows the course without the line of the course. So they can actually see the route, but they see five checkpoints, one, two, three, four, five laced on the screen. And those correspond with the five checkpoints that they see on the scoring table. So then we can have that in that scoring table embedded on the satellite map uh, so that people that have friends or it's people that they know that are in the race or they're following a fan, someone that they're a fan of, they're going to have a good experience. I nice. think they're going to be able to see they have to, because if not, this isn't going to grow. You know, we have to be able to make it so people yeah. at home can watch. Yeah. That's such an exciting thing. I mean, it's been really fun to talk about before it's come out today. I mean, we've been talking about this for wanting to do this for such a long time for it to actually happen now. We're so excited about it. I mean, it's to me, it's it's the most exciting thing to, to really put out there to have anybody that's not able to come down with us, jump in there and watch what we're doing, where we're at, where all the racers are at. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I mean, that's been, I mean, I've, I've worked some of the other events and I've heard, you know, that's the, where, where do we see live tracking? Where do we see this? Where do we see that? You know, and they want to, people want to see it and there's followers at home. So yeah, this right. is, it's exciting. Baja rally is going to be the first to test that out. It's awesome to see, uh, to actually see that, you know, and, and of course I'll be watching if not there, I'll be watching from home, you know, like a hawk trying to see how everything is going and doing that. We'll send uh, a chopper for you if you're not there. Yeah. <laughs> so so question for you danny is um the trips have you guys already made a couple of trips down there you've seen some of the courses some of the routes and all that or are we still keeping it a little secret it hasn't been the trucks have not been down yet it has been mostly scotty do, you know doing some of the pre-running and so now so what we did i think this was a little bit different design than other years we're, we're i think he did so much work ahead of time so that the organization of how everything has worked has come together much better at this part of it so that all the pre-work is actually felt by everybody jumping into it now. So everybody that's going down, we're looking at courses that are ran ready to go and, and just ready. I mean, you guys are really doing the, the shakedown of how everything's ready to go, how everything's working. Notes might even be good. Everything might be clean. So if we have clean runs, which is kind of what's expected, it's going to be a, a success path towards the following years because I could say that last year was a very big difference with how the other years were run. There's a little bit more of handing off jobs to other people so that Scotty can really focus on what he does best. And then he's found what our strong suits are. So he's been able to to really push those onto us so we can all at our weekly meetings start making active decisions about how are we going to make things run a little bit smoother this next time around. And I don't mean just next year or this year, but next week, the next couple of weeks, what, what changes are we making actively to, to get the team tighter, to keep everybody in the team more informed um, and to just make, make it run smoother. You know, I mean, it's always maybe felt smooth for the writers because that's kind of what you see at the end, but it's running a lot smoother on the back end, which is making it a lot more fun. A lot more fun. That's, that's what they say. No, it's a, a, a duck on the water, right? That's how it usually is. Ducks on water is usually up top. They're, everything looks calm and easy, but yeah. down below, man, they're <laughs> paddling their ass off. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But that's just, I mean, it's the nature of the beast, right? I mean, any, any rally, any, any, I mean, it's hurting cats. It's right. all it of really the above. Felt, last year, it really felt that the only thing that was behind the ball 
Where are the storms? Everything else felt like it was really well taken care of already. So it was a big learn last year, not knowing these storms were coming. We're ready for it this year. Okay, all right. We, we did last year. We got it covered. Kind of know what to get ahead of the ball. And the safety things were really, and we're not going to get back into that, but it was really something that was forefront. Really get at that live tracking out there so people could really, you know, from home know everything that we're up to, what we're doing, and watch everybody that they're a fan of. But on top of that, having the safety part kind of get out of any any writer's head so that we take care of everybody and make sure that we, we're really on top of uh, making sure that we have the right people at the right places to not have to worry about that either. So... Yeah. I mean, in that, just one more thing. I mean, just the logistics of all of that mm. and getting everything perfectly into place and ready to go. And I mean, it's, there's, I know there's a lot to it. So it's awesome, you know, that you guys are all working together as a team, gas, Matt, everybody, it just bound the other line or, you know, from, from afar, from Mountown. It's, I have, I have to, to say that as we work hard for this event every Tuesday meeting and everything, I really admire the writers, I mean, the, the participants. I mean, at least we know where we're going, but they don't even know where they're going through. They need to be ready. They need to come, prepare, train. So the actual heroes are, are them. That's why the, this rally community is, hasn't grown huge or much because it's, it's just, I tell my friends, the ones who go with the two smokers, the little rows and shit, I tell them like, hey, yeah, yeah this, this race is for real men it, or, or real women, but it's something serious to to be on it. So it's not, it, of course, it's not a joke. It has to be a lot of commitment and preparation from every writer. And, and, and that's why the spirit and the quality of the people coming to the rally, you can see it there. It's just, they're just superheroes. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of faith because you're literally lost from the second note. Right. <laughs> well, actually, technically, from when you leave the bivouac, you're already lost. Right. You're depending on the road book to get you to where you need to go. Speaking of getting to where you need to go. Now, uh, we're five we're five weeks out from the event. Uh, if there's people that are still, you know, they've been kind of slacking and getting signed up and all that, are are entries still open? Are you guys still ready to take on some more racers? What do we? Uh, what do people need to know if they're listening right now and going, mm, maybe I do want in on this? Yeah, they should should jump on the site, uh, check everything there, go to YouTube, see our channel, and there's great videos there. And whenever they have the doubt, they just pick up the phone and call us. So they, there's this fly and ride packages. They can just get in the plane with their helmet and gear. And the bike will be there ready for you just to ride. Uh, if they want to come as volunteers of whatever they want, they should, before coming to the six or seven day rally, you have no experience. You can try it. Yes. But also, if, if you, you're not 100% sure, let us know and we'll, we'll have a space for you. It's, it's uh, just a lot of camaraderie. Nice. So Poncho from Diaz Pro mm-hmm. still has some fly and ride <clears throat> rentals available. Like okay. a package. You know, I think it's 5000 bucks. It's the bike and it's a like a 2022 Husqvarna with a mechanic and the service and all that stuff. I think, and then also too for that new person that's listening, 
you save about 500, maybe a thousand bucks because we haven't modernized the August 1st. Uh, we haven't updated the late uh, entry payment. Mm-hmm. So people that are technically late are still getting in for the, the discount. Two, yeah, for the prior pricing. Okay. Well, so, that's Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, something exciting, super exciting. So I want to know it. Battle Built has been announced. Is that correct? Is that uh, out the, there? Yeah, the Battleborn rally has been. Battleborn uh, is out there. Okay, so we want to talk. I'm about seeing it. some slow, so, social media. So, <laughs> social media social, is yeah. slowly trickling out on that. Okay, so they've got a website. Okay, so we'll talk about that for a second. But I'm excited about stage one for this Baja rally. And I did go down there for a few weekends in a row um, to spend some time to make the first stage of this new rally. The best thing we've ever made. Super smooth, flowing fast, fast two track, windy, flat, not technical, not a lot of hazards, a lot of visibility. You can see where you're going and it's just direct, man. You are making up a lot of miles. And this is, and, and I want to make sure people didn't miss the transition. You're, you're talking about stage one Battleborn rally. No, 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 no. Stage one of the Baja rally. Stage so one Baja rally. Like, okay. So it's on the list of things to talk about. Okay. It's one because. So Baja rally. Alicia was talking about the heroes or the, the real gnarly guys, the, the heroes or the, the racers, riders. you know, the riders who come out and like this guy, Kent Choma, mm-hmm. Kent Coma, Choma. You say Choma, I say Coma. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he's developed this thing and it's coming out in North yeah. America and United States. You'll have like this, um, you know, startup rally. It's a new new thing. It's next spring. Uh, we want to talk about that. But he he's from us. I mean, he, yeah. he did. He cut all of his teeth at Baja Rally and a little bit at Sonora. But he... You know, is uh, Kent Joma. You know, yeah. he's doing his own well, rally he now. He cut his teeth. He cut his pants. He cut his fenders. He had his bike. Yeah. <laughs> did he find so, any joyas? Probably. So, he's a great so guy. Did you guys know about that? I haven't heard anything about this, but I'm super. It's, you know, an, it's, right it's yeah. a legit deal. It's a great deal. Tell us what's going on. Yeah. Well, no, I've only heard a little bit about it. Uh, we're actually, I have him on the slate uh, in a couple of weeks for for an episode to talk a little bit more more about it but the i guess the the short of it and i, I want to get back to because there's definitely something uh I've, I've said it a billion times if i've said it once or however that saying goes but uh the stages for baja rally have always been something of of i don't even know how to put it into a word because flagship standard, flagship. flagship standard of of bread and butter it's like okay I'll, I'll just start with the quick one. When you have somebody like Steve Henschfeld that says, I've never been down this road before, who was a professional athlete, paid Honda A-team. It was his job to know not only every road, every rock, and possibly name them down in Baja. And for him to come into a finish line and say, I've never been down this road before is absolutely crazy. So what I know, just super quick, what I know about the Battleborn Rally, it's a rally here in the United States. It's going to be in Nevada. We'll reach out to Kent uh, and the team to find out a little bit more about it. But let's talk stages, Baja Rally. That's the stage stage one. I I got me a little confused, but stage one, fast, flowing, sounds like a welcome stage. Yeah. If I'm going to do something that's like, okay, this is going to be my encore. This is going to be something I really want to put some time into it. I want to make it special. Let's say this year we have 
five of these big guys coming with, you know, and, and there's a reason to like work harder to make a better stage. So I could say that I'm going to make the best one for stage five or stage six. Uh, the biggest and gnarliest one for stage five or six, what I'm thinking is bummer because there's 20% of the field that won't even touch it because they'll DNF or have a mechanical failure or some other thing that took them out of completing it. So I figured to have the real, like, you know, showcase, um, uh, what do they call it? Like the, um, uh, for a golf course, you know, that's the, the, yeah, showcase hole. Like the 18th premier. hole. Yeah, the premier, premier hole. hole yeah. It's stage one, so that everybody gets to do it, and it's fast and flowing, and it's, um, you know, everybody will have a chance to do it. Now, stage five, the second to last, that's the one that's not, it's a loop around Catavina. That's the one where everything can change. That's the one where there's going to be some, like, weak spot or some difficult navigation, mm-hmm. where if it's going to fall apart for the leaders... That's where it's going to fall apart, and you're going to lose ten minutes. You're going to lose ten minutes late in the game too. So last year on stage five, we said that we set the rookies out first Mm -hmm. to lay the track down, and we have a we can do a different pattern this year of taking like an average of taking the average speeds and then take the top ten of those and do some different. um, You know, play with it a little bit without getting Mickey Mouse or without getting too squirrely about it, but. Uh, these stages, we have a marathon. It goes down to Bay of LA and back. Uses unique. Uh... What's going on, guys? Victor with the Chasing Waypoints podcast. All right. Are you looking to promote your brand to a worldwide audience on the podcast? Drop us a line at podcast at chasingwaypoints.com and let's talk. See what we can do about getting you some more ears for your company and getting the word out worldwide. Sections, you know, some some of the stuff we've had to use before. Uh, but it's been uh, modernized, made unique. And we'll see. I think we're going to be in luck next week, guys, because I don't think we're going to, you know, uh, have this huge mud, you know, disaster area. You know, I'm more optimistic uh, about it. But this, these stages and this next rally coming up for a few reasons, it's it's going to be the best. Yeah. Yeah. And then rain. Not only that, here we go again, too, with the green. We're gonna last year. Oh, last year we were there. Unbelievable opportunity. The views. Yeah. Oh. Last year I remember that. I don't think I've ever seen. I've, there was had been only one time previous that I had seen the Catavina area green, but it wasn't Not like, like last year. Last year it was so green down there. It was it just like Yosemite. Yeah, it was absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's the, the the Baja Yosemite. Right, you know. Right. 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 <laughs> so I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And that yeah. that's that's crazy. That's so. So the one that's going to cause the trouble, the one that's going to be the work is going to be stage five, yeah. which is late in the game. That's, you know, the, the tired, the, the, the navigator, the guys that have been navigating, leading out those days and, and navigating first. That's the day they got to save their energy for, because it sounds like there may be some, uh, some surprises. Yeah. And save your open. If you're going to open one, you know, that's probably going to be the the time and, and the place uh, to do it. And then stage six, the last stage is like not even a stage. It's epilogue. Okay. Epilogue. You know, it's like a prologue at front epilogue, like the streets of San Francisco. You guys are a little too young for that. Carl Malden and the streets of San Francisco. I got an old Rudolph red nosed reindeer over here <laughs> in this corner. He knows what I'm talking about. That's not the gas, epilogue, man, by the way. So the <laughs> epilogue is basically 40 or 50 miles, no surprises. 
not into it's just basically finish you know take a parade it's more of a ceremonial thing like in the other rallies yeah do you remember what the writer said about stage six last year no it was a gorgeous day everybody said it was the best finish the rally could have possibly happened because it was short but it was gorgeous. So they were having a hard time going fast because they wanted to see where they were. And they were riding <laughs> through fog for a few days. They were riding through thick First thick couple fog. days. It's crazy. Nobody could keep their... their uh, goggles? Yeah, their goggles clean. Everybody was complaining about their goggles. There's yeah. always these little, you know, those little... That's I guess that's what makes Baja Rally really unique. <laughs> yeah. It's just always these little things. It's weather, the terrain, the variation of the terrain. The, I mean... Good surprises. Is it mud? Is it green? Is it, you know, pristine washes? I think last year that was the thing. Is a bunch of virgin washes because of the, <laughs> the rain and the weather. Incredible. I hadn't seen it like that ever. I mean, well, nice. so in the back of my head, myself. I'm prepping for that. that for that again. We could do that again. Yeah, I think you know, so. Riding down miles of coastline <laughs> that's just a two, two-track road or a road that just goes down miles and miles or kilometers of coastline without houses and all that and just, you know, being able to look around and be there, it's, it's once in a lifetime or, you know, for Baja guys, you know, you do it a lot, but you never get over it. It's amazing. Wonderful. And Gasman got to sweep last year for the first time with me a, a couple of stages. Oh. Yeah, and it just to absorb the beauty uh, was amazing, you know, yeah. to see it and actually get out on the course. And uh, we had, uh, you know, we had the starts really well set last year. I'm looking forward to that this year and just having all that really dialed in and ready to go and, you know, starting the day off with a really good organized, you know, send off that is, you know, the lead off to a beautiful day in a beautiful place. As a, as a sweep team, to me, what I try to do is I try to pull people from staff that have never been out if they have the availability and they don't need to stay, you know, where they're at, stay put. If they're if I'm able to pull them for a day, let's go, let's rip it. Nice, get them, get them out, get them some some field exposure. Yeah. So yeah, gas. I got a question for you on this one. This is interesting. So you've had from seasoned guys that have been to the Dakar, the starting stages with you. Uh, and you've had guys line up that it's their first rally outside of rally school and all that. What are, you know, are there some things you've noticed uh, that the, are the pro guys just as nervous as the new guys? Are the new guys maybe a little calmer than they should be? Are there things they've forgotten, things that you would recommend, anything that you've maybe noticed? Well, I think, you know, the interesting part is usually day one, you know, people come rolling up and every single one of them has a question about their rally comp and everything, you know, and as, I can't really do too much for them as part of the staff, but you know I listen when they come in to make sure that they're at they can zero. cry on your shoulder. Yeah, and and they're they're like, cry they're like how do I zero this out? How do I do this? How do I do that? And I try to help them a little bit without you know overdoing it or over saying it. But um, you know, day one everybody's eyes are really big, and then usually you know everybody's really excited in the mornings after that and. You know, it's it's racing, so seasoned racers, brand new people, they all you, you get a certain set of nerves on you. You know, yeah. and but it's neat. It's always really fun. I try to make it a good, professional, relaxed, fun thing. You know, and I, if I notice something, I'll be like, "Hey, I, I just saw ten cows down there two minutes ago." So around that corner, maybe keep your eyes open. Other than that, I just say, "Have fun, be safe." You know, give a handshake, give a hug, whatever. You know, yeah. and try not to get in their head too much, or try not to like talk to them too much and get yeah. in their head. Well, and, and the hard part of the whole deal for me is watching these guys take off as, you know, a, a never was or a has been, you know, is watching them take off and hearing the bikes going ripping down some dirt road in Baja. And I was telling Matt on the drive down that it just rips your stomach, that feeling. You're like, man, I want to be out there. 
you know, and then you got to do it like 30, 40 more times that morning. And then the next day and the next day, it's like, oh, that's that's a brutal part of it. But it's also part of the stoke. But yeah. you like your role as the starter. Oh, yeah. I love it. You know, it's 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 fun. It's 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 good. It's professional. You know, we've we've improved it a little bit and make sure that we have our numbers together. I get there early and everything. And I because I feel like on a day like that, as you know, somebody that's done some races before, you want to have calmness, organization, and everything at the start line. So when you're nervous as heck, all that stuff's all dialed in, and there's no, there's nothing you're trying to figure out for the organization. It's like show up here, line up here. You got two minutes. You know, mm-hmm. I look them in the eye and tell them you got two minutes. You got one minute. If I were you, I'd zip up that backpack thirty seconds. <laughs> 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 so you're so you're like that guy that we've been seeing on on some of the social media where they're on that slingshot ride. And he goes, oh oh, wait a minute! As he hits the button to go, he's all, oh, there's a problem with the seatbelt. And as soon as he pronounces the T, the thing just goes. Yeah. <laughs> so you're that guy. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's been more than one occasion where I'm like, all right, one minute, thirty seconds, goggles. <laughs> so Andy, your, first, your first year was 2018. 18, the, the yeah. Hurricane thing. Yeah. You you were a fill in for either for uh, gnarly Dave Manriquez yeah. or Mike West, and so you got put in their position. And so before then, Mike uh, West and Dave Manriquez yeah. and Arley Dave were the starter guys. You know, like right. they had the pinky uh, Dave Manriquez with the pinky finger. And so you kind of effectively filled and took over their position, took over that position for right. these guys. Well, so now this year, the old starter, the guy that used to do your job, is going to line up on a bike, and you're going to send him out. You know about that, right? Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. And me and Gnarly Dave go back to, um, you know, I was on a, a list of people to get recruited to go down to Pitt and Baja. And I, I finally got the phone call, and then we did a whole number of years together with um, Johnny Campbell and Colton and, and did a bunch of that. And so we've had a, a really good friendship. So, you know, I'm on all his pages, and I see what he's having for lunch and everything, and he's a great guy, a really good friend. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him do it. I know Mo Hart is very excited to see him getting out there racing. Yeah. And he's racing that. Uh, he's racing wait to meet the Dakar bomber. He's racing Quinn Cody's uh, old Dakar bike, which, you know, I got to see it way back in the day. And I have a, you know, a, a bromance with that bike, I guess, right? And I was asking, can I ride? He goes, no. Uh, people, can asking, I touch- people asking if they've been paying attention to our Instagram all year. I've been posting everything that he that he posts. He's been, you know, posting on. It's just been incredible <laughs> to see the build all the way from the bottom up. And then just when you think you're done, there's another spliced something or other somewhere. It's, it's just, it's been a beautiful build to watch all year. I, I'm so excited to see that bike. I've never seen it in person. So a lot of history there. Yeah. yeah. He's a really good rider too. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing him, you know, because he's done a whole bunch of road books. I'm looking forward to seeing him on the starting line and getting out there and gonna be fun and doing some racing. It's going to be fun to check in with him every day when he comes in. Yep. You know, Oh man, this is going to be, this is going to be good. I've I've been keeping up with him and yeah, he's, he's excited to get down to the, uh, get down to the rally. So yeah, I'm looking forward to throwing Mm -hmm. some, you know, some inside jokes from being in trucks too good, too long together. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try to reduce his stress by throwing some stuff at him. It's part of it. It's the, it's the rally family. It wouldn't be the same if you didn't give each other crap about something. (laughs) Sarcasm, just another service we offer. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Sarcasm provider. So awesome. All right. So let's recap. I mean, we got shakedown coming up. We've got some weather coming in. 
we're we're thinking and I'm I'm starting to subscribe to that. I was a bit worried because I've seen what happened and how much weather can wreak havoc on some of these courses, but it's looking like it's going to be you know, it's it sounds like we're optimistic that it's going to be good and I it sound, you know, that part of it sounds like all right, we're we're good there. Um we've got new riders coming in, we've got new rally comp system uh features, not the system itself, but rather some new features going on to what uh what else are we missing what what should people know i mean what are what else do we need to know well, central not- bivouac so they're bivouacs in one place so we start in san Quentin, but your whole crew is going to sleep in catavina and you're five nights in catavina monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday so five nights in catavina we have the hotel closed for the whole week mm-hmm. you know for the for monday through friday and uh one of those nights you'll sleep in a different spot you know, okay. Yeah. The, the competitors the, versus the, the two day stage, a two day uh, marathon stage. Yeah. Which is, I mean that, and, and again, for those playing the home, that's usually the trick, right. Is, is moving like the, like events like the Dakar that has multiple bivouacs in different locations. It's moving this whole city and this whole caravan. So that's, that's awesome to have literally just like one and a half bivouacs, right? right. Sanking teen for half, you know, just one, a, night, yeah. one night. Yeah. And then the rest of it is all going to be down in Catavina. Yeah. So that, that's awesome. Uh, we still have flying ride is still available. Yep. Uh, uh, get in contact with that poncho with, uh, Diespro. Poncho with Diespro. And you can also reach out to freedom rally as well. Um, they, they have some spots, I believe. Okay. I'm not sure exactly what the situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, or you can just go to our website as well, write to us, and yeah. uh, you can hit us up on What's, also Baja Rally on Facebook and Instagram, and I think we're even on Twitter. On, on the Twitter, on X. <laughs> and let's say a little bit of a prayer, too, for everybody who's going to be going through this storm and, and for Maui. You know, you guys are all in our thoughts and prayers. Yeah, absolutely. Good call. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, just kind of... Take it. So you, you guys are coming tomorrow, right? All right. Sounds like... No, Sunday. Sunday departure. So they're going down. When are, when are you guys, uh, right when does, when does the, the party hurricane. start? We're going to go right into the eye of the hurricane on Sunday. Uh, at noon, we're going to drive south down the highway, right into it, right okay. into the middle of the, of the thing. So you're going to meet yeah. it in Ensenada or it's going to meet you in Ensenada. Yeah. Ensenada. Well, they need to pick me up somehow. Some tacos. <laughs> They'll they'll just catch you. Just stand outside, and they'll catch you when it blows you over into the ground. Put some rocks yeah. in your pockets or something. <laughs> I need to. No, seriously, I, I have already bought uh, plywood I need to put on the windows and things like that because uh, it's gonna smash really, really strong on, in my house. Well, this that, place is pretty exposed. Yeah. Well, I remember when they have tsunami warnings. I I call him to say, "Hey, yeah. by the way, yeah, <laughs> hold on, are you gonna be okay?" <laughs> Yeah, I think oh, I yeah, have video of, of water and rocks hitting the windows on your yeah. place too. So I know you're, you're on there. my fucking room. That's yeah. scary. Yes, <laughs> I, I got the who's knocking? Concrete shoes your way. F bombs. Yeah, it's okay. We mark it explicit. Thank you, Victor. <laughs> yeah, thank you, dude. For yeah, what absolutely. You're doing. Yeah, man. yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm excited. You know, I definitely want to hear you know how the shakedown goes and how all of that happens and. I don't know. Man. I think this is going to be a good rally. We're closing out the year. Points. Rally year is ending. So this will be a good send off for all the events and all that stuff. So any, uh, any final thoughts you guys have? Yes. Thanks to the sponsors. Thanks to lost in Baja and rally comp, uh, for the moment. Uh, we have always Baja bound insurance. Thank you. Um, and for the moment, satellite phone store, 
for Legacy since 2016, and they had an ownership change. It was a merger uh, about a year ago, and so, um, you know, we um, may we might be continuing um, with the new structure, or we may be announcing a new satellite yeah. uh, sponsor, a new provider, and all that. in the next week or so. Yeah. Well, uh, that I means mean, if Eric Tallman tunes into this uh, episode, <laughs> uh, you know, we are manifesting week, Eric. Before next week. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Eric. It's good. And um, so to symbiosis, symbiosis uh, health care reimagined its event uh, safety. So symbiosis is our event safety contractor that we use. Nice. Thank you to you, man. Chasing yeah. waypoints for, for getting this info out here and, yeah. and, and putting yeah. it in such a digestible form for everybody and having yeah. such a, a broad platform. Really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, thanks yeah. for everything you do. It's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, we, we try and we try and make it happen. You know, all, all we could do is ramble on about rally and you know next thing well you know there's more. Guess what yeah. is happening. I know. <laughs> and then more beverages. That's right. It's cocktail awesome. time. Awesome. You're drinking? No. No. What? Oh, no. No, you're right. No. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome, guys. All right. Well, I, pre- I appreciate you guys making the journey to the studio and uh, and hanging out with me and uh, and talking Baja Rally. Awesome. Thank you, Vic. Thank you for all your support. And uh, see you there. See you soon. Thank you, guys. Sounds like a plan, Milo. Thank you, sir. Yeah, you're, you're toast. You guys are all toast, huh? I'm a little bit edgy. All right, that is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like what you heard. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of others. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook under Chasing Waypoints, Instagram, Chasing Waypoints underscore official, and, of course, the YouTube under Chasing Waypoints. Hope everybody has a good week. We will see you guys for the next episode. Remember, shiny side up, and don't forget to tag us. We want to see where you guys are riding and what you guys are up to. Have a great week.